You are hanging out with Scooter and this is Let's Chat with Scooter. These are conversations with people that I've come across on my path through this wonderful journey we call life. They're stories I hope will impact you on a personal level, lift you up, educate you, make you smile, or inspire you to reach for your goals and dreams so that you may be the best version of you that you were meant to be. Let's spread the positivity. And now, today's chat. What's up, everybody? What's going on? This is Let's Chat with Scooter. Put your virtual hands together for our special guest today, Taka. Welcome to my podcast. I've been following you on Instagram and Spotify for so long. I feel like I know you already, even though that sounds a little creepy. But who is Taka? Tell us about yourself. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you for having me on here, Scooter. This is this is truly amazing. Um, and <laughs> it's not creepy at all. Uh, it's, you know, it's how people connect nowadays. But uh, Taka is, Taka is everything I am, you know, it's the person that I truly am, but it's also the person that I want to be. Um, so the, the person that I'm not only becoming, but I'm shooting to become, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a living affirmation, if you will. Give us a little peek into your life and where you're from and where you currently live and perform. Uh, so my day to day is usually, you know, I'm, I'm up early, I'm doing some affirmations, you know, dream building, looking at the things I truly want in life, house, car, that type of thing. Uh, I'm handling my business, you know, I run a business, an online business, uh, I'm a digital entrepreneur. Uh, so I'm, you know, calling my team, you know, making trading, uh, working on music, you know, and just connecting with my family. I'm usually home most of the time. Uh, and I live in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's not too far from Dallas, Texas, is the DFW area, uh, budding with music. And, you know, I played a lot of shows in the area. So you mentioned your dream board. What's your dream car? So my dream car is actually a 2021 uh, AMG GT 63S uh, four door uh, coupe. That's that's my dream car. I love that thing. You ought to check out the Rolls-Royce Opulence version that just rolled out. You might change your mind. Rolls-Royce Opulence. Okay, I'm going to go. Oh, actually, you know what? I've seen it. I've seen it. I did this. I had a call with my team a week ago, and I was showing them my dream car, and I was kind of looking through BMW's like uh, 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 space and like other cars as well because um, a couple of those cars – like they have, you know, the futuristic cars that they have, yeah. like I, Drake was in one. And then there's that one that you see on social media a lot. I was just cruising through a lot of futuristic cars. And I think I saw, I think I saw that car, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I got to go back. Yeah. The thing's uh, phenomenal. The unveiling of that car. And there's a, I, I, I don't remember what manufacturer made this car, but they took uh, the meteorite. And they had, instead of having like aluminum or carbon fiber, they inlaid meteorite in the vehicle and it was just sick. It was just, it was just fire. Wow. Okay. Say less. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up and I'm, we're, I might add it as number two. I don't know if it's going to, because because it's like Batman, you know, that the, the AMG GT 63S is like, it's like Batman all blacked out. Oh my God. So if you like that, uh, Google the tank, it, you can even get it fully armored and it's got a thousand horsepower engine 
The inside is like being in a G5. So your second or third might have to be the tank. So check that one out too. I appreciate that. And I really appreciate that. This is this is the first time I've ever told someone and they've given me suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has their why for the reason they do the things they do, whether it be a teacher or a banker. What is your why for wanting to create music? Um, my why is, I mean, because I love music. I truly, truly do. And I want... Um, I want to give people the feeling that I get when I listen to my favorite songs, you know, and I feel like, you know, we're, we're all human. So we go through a lot of the same things and sometimes our uh, experiences are unique. So I, I feel like I can, you know, broadcast my music to the world and they can relate to those same um, experiences and emotions. Uh, and they can feel like, yeah, you're, you're heard, you're li- you know, I- I'm the same way or just inspire somebody. Cause a lot of times I listen to music that may not be dealing with me, but I love how they broadcast their emotions and their experiences the flow of the world play and it's just amazing to listen to so i wanted to be that you know who i wanted to be who the people i looked up to were to me to other people wow that's a good answer i like that when did you decide you wanted to make music what was that where was that turning point in your life um so like uh to record and to like really like you know let music out things like that i think I think I truly decided um, because the day I decided truly was the day I really took action. So really 2017, late 2017, I had attempted like in 2011, 2010, just like, you know, on, on a computer with some friends. But back then I didn't really truly grasp. I was still growing and I didn't really truly grasp how in life you can literally do anything you want. You just have to start doing it. Like I never saw myself uh hosting a show where there was over 100 people and they all came to see me but it happened but it started with me wanting to perform and just doing an open mic right so I I never really looked at the end goal I always just focused more on the music but not realizing that yeah dude if you keep doing this and keep getting better 30,000 people filling out a venue is kind of like in the future bro you know yeah you know there's there's a navy seal I talked to You know, he was telling me about the it's called Bud's training, the Navy SEAL training and how when he was there, there were football players. They were they were super famous athletes. They were Olympians and they all washed out because they go in there thinking I'm the biggest and baddest and I'm going to make it. But it's it's the little guy. It's it's the guy that lived and grew up on a farm who had a dream, whose desire was so deep and burned so bright in him that he was willing to endure anything and make it. And this, this uh, Navy SEAL, you know, they have to take tests and he failed a few times and he had to retake them, but his drive and his desire to be a SEAL overcame any, any of his failures or failings. And it's, it sounds like, you know, when you started music back then and you didn't succeed or didn't go the way you wanted and then you kept going, kept going. And here you are making great music, putting it out there. People are coming to see you. It's all about the effort and people need to see that. It doesn't come easy, but if you put in the effort, it will come in time. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's everything that, you know, it's all about is uh, putting in that work and having that drive. Um a lot of my failings in the beginning was just more of like, I kind of, not that I put it to the side, but I just, 
I literally didn't just put action behind it. I, I recorded a song or two, but just didn't do anything, right? And so you kind of get lost in life. You graduate, go to college. You just thought you don't really, you know, think about what's really possible. And then you see 18, 16, 17-year-olds blowing up with the same, you know, doing music too. And you're just like, well, if they're doing it, what? Like the disconnect was like, you just, it was the unknown. It was a disconnect of the unknown. And then them just putting that disconnect together is like, dude, just do it. And the more you do it, the more success will happen. So, um, hey, that's sometimes that's all it takes. Are you familiar with the 10,000 hour rule? Yes, yes, yes. If you do something for uh, 10,000 hours, you become a, I don't know if it's a master or actually just know, understand the skill, something like that. Yeah, you master the skill, whether it be an artist or martial arts or playing an instrument. They say if if you do something for 10,000 hours, you master that skill. So I think it's something that people need to know. They, You know, these people who they admire, they put in time. It's just about putting in time, and it sounds like you're doing that. What would you say is your favorite childhood memory? Wow. Um, favorite childhood memory. That's really hard to think of off the top of my head. Uh, but I would have to say recently, this is something I've been kind of drawn to a lot more, uh, and it's not necessarily childhood, childhood. Um, so let's just say there are two of them. So if we're really talking about like childhood, like, you know, up to 14 years old, um, me and my brother used to like, uh, play we used to like create these realities you know different realities off games and and shows and you know books that we loved and we kind of play them out you know kind of like role play them uh, so that's some of my fondest memories is just you know me and my brother just you know talking to each other or, or running around the the backyard just acting out these realities and, and being these personalities and we do it with a couple friends too those are probably some of my favorite um you know, some of my favorite childhood memories, childhood times. And is anyone else in your family musically inclined? Yeah, so uh, my dad plays, he plays the guitar, a little bit of the um, uh, piano or, or keyboard, technically. Uh, and he's all self-taught. Um, he sings a little bit. Um, and then my brother, he plays guitar. He plays a lot of instruments, actually. Uh, he's, he's the one who makes all my beats. Um very talented individual, uh, super guitarist, if you ask me, um, you know, producer is an engineer. So that's as far as my direct family, that's as far as I know that it goes. Uh, some of my extended family sing here and there, but that's about it. Do you play any instruments? I play the trumpet. I haven't played in a while, but that's about it. Have uh, you had a recent performance this past Friday? I think the event was called Boogie in the Funk. What was it like to perform in front of a live audience and be able to vibe with them? I felt very good. It felt very good. I actually performed a lot of, uh, around, um, you know, some of my favorite people, like my friends, uh, some of the people at Greenhouse Studios who I'm partnered with, um, and it's just a few guests. So it felt like home. It felt natural, and they were hyping me, gathering me up. But it felt good to have that energy again. Um, you know, especially kind of coming out of lockdown and things like that. And you also have a performance coming up this Thursday, March 18th, uh, the Texas Takeover. 
what can uh, our listeners expect in the Fort Worth area if they were to come and see you? Man, so um, if you were to see me, you expecting an explosiveness on that that night because uh, I'll be starting everything off. I'll be kicking the show off. Um, one of my good friends uh, will be going after God Bold Music, and then Junior is supposed to be headlining, and he's got a experience. That's why you know if you kind of noticed the post, I said it was going to be an experience. So. He's it's really his first big show and he's really going to and he's doing it for Fort Worth. We're all from Fort Worth. So it's really for the city. Um, so I'm going to really come in and just give an explosion of, of hip hop and R&B and really get everybody ready for what's going to happen. How do you handle mistakes during a performance like a technical issue or maybe you're feeling under the weather and your voice just isn't up to it? Yeah, that's that's happened a few times. Um with like mistakes or technical issues, um, usually you kind of just keep going. That's my motto with most things, you know, just keep the show rolling and do your best. Like if your voice is kind of gone, you you make up for it and other things with your performance or, you know, if like I'm losing my air, I might kind of like slow down how I'm rocking, you know, things like that. There are some technical issues that you can't fix. Like it's just, you know, with the sound and things like that, but, um, you know, you just, you kind of have to become uh, connected to the audience at that point. So you can kind of walk them through that process without uh, losing touch of that feeling that it is still a show. And it's not just some, um, not just some practice that stopped halfway and we need to redo it again, you know? Yeah. I saw a few years ago, I saw Kiss and the, um, the rigging that was above them came crashing down onto the stage and here you here they they continue to perform they were separated by sections of their rigging but they still kept playing until um they were you know able to get that rigging back up and you know it shows a true artist you know they're there to play for the audience you know they don't get rattled i mean obviously you're going to get rattled but you know you're going to you're there to make sure the audience and who's there to see you um, gets a performance that they wanted to see no matter what happens. I think that's, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so important is making sure that they get what they paid for, especially if they paid a lot of my previous shows were, you know, just free, just kind of getting exposure, getting stuff out, doing things for the people. But even then it's just important that uh, I'm here to give you the music. Um, and, you know, that just keeps rolling. The music keeps playing. In your opinion, what is your best character trait besides your sense of style? Uh, <laughs> I appreciate the sense of style. Um, uh, that's honestly something I'm very proud of. So I, I love it when people notice. Um, I would say uh, my um, willingness to never give up. Right? It's, it's, you know, in, in many things, you know, is my willingness to persevere, if you will. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna persevere, right? Like, it doesn't matter how long it takes, if I'm not feeling up to it, you know, I'm still gonna be in it, right? I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna quit. It's a good character trait. Over the years, um, have you had any jobs that didn't involve music? Like, what kind of odd jobs did you have to do throughout the years? I used to be really proud. I used to tell people I'd only worked one job in my whole life, but it's kind of like shifted a little bit uh, in the last five or so years. Um, so I, my first real job uh, and the job I held for like three years or so, three years plus, I worked as a restaurant uh, server. Um, 
um, I, when I quit, I was an assistant manager at a Thai restaurant. And um, I had like a little break in between where I took a year off working, but I was, I worked for like two months in that year as a, like a uh, building decks in the backyards of, of people's houses uh, with my neighbor. He worked for this guy and this guy was a deck builder and he just needed a couple of hands to help him, you know, for like eight hours throughout the week, you know, we got paid decently. So I did that. And then I did like daycare, you know, for like five days. It's like one, one week out of the year, like uh, after church daycare for the kids that, you know, like after the summer Bible school, whatever party that they used to do during the uh, mornings of the summer for like a week, you know, some of the parents couldn't pick them up till five. So we kind of watched over them from like 12 to five you know, just did fun games. They watched TV, you know, easy job. Those are probably yeah. the only things I ever did. How would you describe your music to someone who's never listened to your music? Uh, so think, well, this is how I would like to describe it. Think, uh, think the weekend Think Jay-Z, uh, think, um, uh, a lot of the new age hip hop all mixed in one. Um, Kind of that kind of style. Okay. Are you able to put in words the creative process you go through to create your songs? Yeah, it's actually very simple. So um, I usually get the beat first, um, but well, there's two ways I do this. So either I'll get a beat and I'll immediate know, immediately know if I love it or not, and I'll start writing, start forming a hook, uh, an idea, and then just kind of write the, the verse off of that idea. Or sometimes, like, you know, ideas come in my head all the time, like little melodies or just little raps, little verses, and I'll write them out and keep writing them and keep building upon them. And then as I get different beats and stuff like that, I'll be able to put them together. Um, so that's what the process, those are the two ways I usually kind of create music. J.K. Rowling, um, the author of Harry Potter, is known for having created Harry Potter uh, you know, she wrote it in a coffee shop. What's the weirdest or probably most, I guess, mundane place you've ever been struck by inspiration? I am, it might be a little weird, but also might be very common to a lot of people, uh, the shower. So there's a few, uh, I don't know if I can go back and remember songs or stuff that I haven't released, but there's been a few times, like I have a lot of notes in my um, book have come from thoughts I had in the shower or while I'm in the car, like I'll be listening to music and just like a melody will pop up. Uh, definitely the car in the shower. Cool. Tell us a little bit about your new single dangerous. Man, dangerous. Shit. If it's pretty, I'm talking. You did. song um it kind of felt like i was finally getting starting to make the type of rap music that i i wanted to make that was kind of um you know still had a little bit of lyricism in there but it was just fun and upbeat uh, my music is still very fresh it's not a lot of it out there but it felt like we were really moving in the right direction and it was something that a lot of people can really have fun with and enjoy so you know dangerous just felt good 
it felt, you know, it's it knocks. Uh, and then, you know, when your friends really like it, like my, my neighbor, you know, he, he likes my music, but he, uh, he was very excited about this one. So it just kind of, you know, and we have a similar taste. So it just felt like it was, we were finally really getting into the cemented. Like if I, if I, if somebody saw this and picked this up, I would have been ha- very happy with it. Be like, yeah, great. It, it makes sense. I love the song, by the way. I also like Angels and Demons. I got true friends, it's hard to keep up. I got big dreams, I don't sleep much. I'm with angels, but I'm fighting demons. I'm gonna tell you what the truth could you believe does. I got true friends, it's hard to keep up. I got big dreams, I don't sleep much. I'm with angels, but I'm fighting demons. I'm gonna tell you what the truth could you believe. That's a fan favorite. That's a that's a like a fan favorite. They really love that song. I love it because it's very meaningful to me. Uh, but at times it does get like a little repetitive to me. It's like, oh, I can just do so much better than this. But it it has so much truth in it that I'll always love that that song. Could you provide a little insight on what it was like to work with Carly and Will on that single, something like this? Are they they seem kind of like a little wild bunch? Yeah, so we are actually never in the studio together when we made it, but Carly, you know, I've, I've worked with Carly before as far as, like, you know, it being around each other, and we played that show a few months back, and we played that song that was beautiful because we, you know, we're just, we connect. She's a very cool girl. She's the type of person that, you know, is, is very easy to connect with. Uh, but that process was very, literally, when I tell you, you know, they had the idea, they sent me the song, when I tell you I can tell when I like a song and it's going to be good, I could tell. So as soon as Solomon sent me that song, I was like, yep, I can do this. And then I got on the track. It did not take too long to create it. And it was just so seamless. So it's talk. Oh, I've been waiting. I ain't did a show since celebrating. Niggas know the gang is P.O.D. until I'm fainting. Life is what you make it. I made it about you and ain't care if they hate it. Back to my old ways. Putting thoughts inside a note. And those are my best songs. The songs that come out like that, I truly love something like this. I don't think uh, it's probably one of my best songs ever. Definitely that and Dangerous Top Two for sure. Not being a musician myself, um, I love art and I have a lot of tattoos. I've got over 14 tattoos that I've I've done this year because, well, COVID's not left me with a lot of things to do. The artists I work with, I know they're good artists when they say, I'm not going to agree to do the tattoo unless I feel it. If I'm not vibing with you and I don't feel it, I'm not going to be able to work with you. And I I noticed that a lot of artists that like you're saying, I mean, if you, if you don't feel it, you know, it's kind of hard to put your heart into it. It's almost a disservice to you because if you're on a project and you're not feeling it, you're not being the best you that you can be. And it's good that, you know, the projects you're working on, you, you do connect with. What project would you say was your favorite to work on? Uh, just like out of all the projects I've done or. Uh... Yeah, because I know you've worked with like on Ear Splash and Maintain. You've done a, a few other collabs. 
Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, and and it's crazy. I I I did not expect you to pop up ear splash in there because that was that was a great experience. That was a great. That's one of my favorite verses. Like I love that verse so much. Uh, the song was not like my super super favorite song, but it was fun. And my verse just I just felt like oh, it just makes everything like cherry on the top. So it's it's between that and something like this. Some and my something like this might take the edge. Just because when I tell you so, so smooth and seamless and I love that song and I could play it over and over, it might, it might have to be something like this, you know, it, it might just have to be. Okay. How did you become involved in trading and investing? Cause you, you have your, you wear a lot of hats. So explain, explain that. Yeah. It's uh it's good to be multi faceted, I guess uh, is the word. <laughs> To have a lot of uh, a lot of tricks up the sleeve. Um, so I was uh, introduced to investing and trading through uh, through a friend, um, somebody I'd actually met only a few months prior, but we had just connected on a level where, you know, he he was at my one of my first shows, showed love, took some photos. I ended up buying those photos from him, and he I was probably the first person that ever done that, and he was so surprised. It just kind of we created this bond. Um, he came to the studio a few months later to take some shots and uh, to kind of see my process. And he told me, Hey man, I just started doing this thing. I started trading. Um, you know, I'm going to tell you more about it in, in a couple months. I'm gonna let you know how it goes. And so he reached out to me, you know, gave me the details, started learning about investing and the power of, of trading and, you know, multiple streams of income. And I was exposed to so much information, not just trading wise, but you know, a lot of, a lot of the characteristics I have, I feel like are, are good characteristics, like those, that perseverance and things like that. And it just added to my, you know, self-development and my growth as well. Um, so that's how I was introduced through a mutual friend. His name is Dion Parker, uh, uh, amazing individual. Do you have any special skills or talents that most people don't know about? It's funny. We're, we're actually, <laughs> I wanted to host a uh, talent show in this, you know, next couple of days with me and my team just to show their talents. Um, one thing I would say is I'm I'm really good at solitaire. I'm really good at solitaire. Uh, okay. On like this app, there's this app, solitaire app. I'm really good at it. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. What was uh, what was it like growing up? Were you a good student? Yeah, yeah, I was a pretty good student. Uh, you know, no thanks to my, my my parents were really the biggest part of that. They kind of, you know, very strict, very studious. You had to do this. You want we needed these grades. Um, so they were they were a big reason for that. But um, I have a good. I'm good at memorizing. So a lot of you know beginning education is is just about how much you can memorize, um, and in turn apply. Um, so I was I was, I breezed through school. It wasn't too much of an issue. Um, I had a, you know, a very religious household, uh, was at church every week, every Saturday, um, uh, Seventh-day Adventist, for those of you who don't know uh, what that is, we just go to church on the Sabbath, so we believe the sun, sunsets on Friday, sunset on Saturday is the Sabbath, and that was kind of like my, my childhood, you know, I moved a lot from here to there, so, you know, that's kind of my upbringing, pretty good at school, pretty religious, strict parents, I love sports, uh, nothing truly out of the ordinary. Did your parents have a plan or a wish in regards to your career? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They wanted me to be a doctor. I actually, uh, I 
I always say that, you know, I kind of wasted four or five years in school, uh, in college, because I didn't really want to be a doctor. But, you know, I did get the degree for them, uh, for my mom specifically. I wanted to show them that, hey, you know, I, I did I did this. Now I'm going to do what I truly want to do, um, because in I'm, I'm African. So in a lot of like uh, African households, there is that level of expectation. And it's, it's a very heavy expectation at times uh, because you know, those, those countries are built on like community, you know, here in like the, the Western countries, it's more, it's more about, you know, kind of the individual, but back there, it's more of like a community, you're kind of raised by the community. It's all about the community and very, you know, even though both are big on family, uh, the kind of expectation there, like here, if you, you know, if you didn't want to be what your parents wanted, they'd be like, okay, you know, it'd probably be a little more realistic, but it was just more of like a stigma for, uh, African parents or, or, you know, other, uh, other races as well. So I just felt like I needed to do that, uh, so that I can make them happy a little bit, or at least show them that, Hey, I did this. Um, and now I'm going to actually do something that I truly want to pursue. And so that way they couldn't be too mad. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of my like thoughts behind that. Well, if nothing else, you know, it it gave you at least an experience It, it contributed to who you are. All our experiences create us as an individual. So I'm sure that it helped you in some way and you may later find out why, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, you know, I say that like I wasted it in like a, a monetary sense and like a time sense, but I did gain like a lot of experiences I had in college, um, like meeting some of my best friends, really playing soccer. I probably wouldn't play soccer as much as I do now if it wasn't for college. There's just a lot of things I did get introduced to that I just can't ever say I shouldn't have shouldn't have happened because uh, they should have. They built me who I am today. Um, but it's just it, it feels like I could have done things a lot smarter. You know, the more you know, you know, the more you can yeah. you can kind of achieve. So you've done a lot of traveling. Is there a favorite place that you like to visit? Uh, love California. I lived in California for like seven, eight years. Love, love, love California. Um, I visited Oregon a couple times. Uh, that's probably my faintest memory, but I did love the snow. So I really want to go back because I do know they have a lot of great mountains too. And it's just, that's someplace I do want to go back to that in California. What would you say is the most embarrassing moment you've ever had in your life? (laughs) Um, probably when I, peed my pants in like the fourth grade <laughs> <laughs> I uh it was crazy too because we literally were about to get out of class it was the last class of the day but I had just been holding it that last class for so long I just couldn't and man my parents came too they had just arrived like maybe 10-15 minutes after it had happened it was just very very embarrassing I think everybody has everybody's most embarrassing moment probably relates to school. Uh, one of the girls that I interviewed, Laura Kay, she, she was in school and they were taking a test and she sneezed and farted at the same time. And, oh. You know, it's like <laughs> we all have those stories, and, you know. Yeah, there's that's probably not even the most embarrassing one. That's just probably the most embarrassing I can think of right now. So like, <laughs> you know, a life is so long, right? It's like who, who truly remembers every single second. Yeah. What would you say is the most important thing that you've learned in life so far? Wow. Uh, another great question. Um, man, what's the most important thing? Um, love. Probably. Love. Um, 
understanding what it is, expressing it, showing it, learning how, you know, I, I feel like uh, if you if you start there, everything else can follow. Everything else can follow. Fair. Good. What would you say is the best compliment you've ever received? Uh, currently, it, the style compliment right now, that and, and the hair, the hair and the style, those two things, somebody actually, you know, after the show, they were like, yo, man, I, I don't know how you do it, but you always have the best fits. And I was just like, thank you so much. And then like the next uh, two days later, somebody had just talked to so much. They were talking to an extent about how like they felt wrong, how much they liked my hair. This is kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so those two things I felt like were the most heartwarming Um and so I, I appreciated those kind of compliments a lot. I wish the world as a whole would, you know, when they see stuff like that, you know, whether it's a person or, you know, something that someone did, I wish everybody would verbalize it more so people would feel that way on a regular basis, you know? Exactly. And I think, and that's true in a lot of things, you know, that especially with social media, you know, a lot of people can get really discouraged when, you know, they, they post certain things or they talk about certain things, but they don't get the kind of feedback that they expect. Um, not that they should expect feedback all the time, but, um, you know, a lot of people, especially in this age, watch or just look, right? They're, 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 they like to peek. They like to see. They don't always engage, but they're thinking it. So you might not, you know, you might get one or two compliments a day, but I, I guarantee you five, ten more people are thinking the same thing about that somebody else actually verbalized. Uh, so when you when you kind of get that understanding, um, it kind of it kind of makes it a little bit easier um, if you're if you you know worried about your self image and things like that. But for sure, people should be more verbal. Yeah. So if you've had a rough day, what gets you through the day? What motivates you and allows you to cope with that? Uh, it's funny because I, I, my day yesterday wasn't the best day. Um, and I'm still working on how to do this in, in, a, in a much more you know, effective way. But the thing is just to change my thoughts, right? I, I, I do believe in like the law of attraction. I'm reading a book called The Secret and things like that. Um, I, I think it is powerful. I think what you speak, what you say, what you think comes to reality so the reason i had a, a bad day yesterday was because previously maybe days years months before my thoughts were very negative and it created the kind of day that i had right because when in the law of attraction states that like attracts like so if you have negative thoughts you're going to attract similar negative thoughts and so how you can avoid the whole day from kind of going kaput is to change your thought process Right. And you can know how you're thinking by knowing how you're feeling. Your feelings are always going to tell you what you're thinking. Right. If you're sad, you're going to think sad thoughts. So finding little things to kind of switch that around. So if, if, if something made, you know, me angry, which it did yesterday. So, you know, maybe think on it less. I, I'll put on like um, inspirational videos. And for me, that that doesn't have to be somebody speaking. It could be just, you know, like I was saying earlier, watching my dream house or my dream car listening to things that excite me you know turning on music or playing basketball what have you listened to recently that you found inspirational mm. what have i listened to recently um man that's a good question a few days ago i was um i was listening to i was listening to one of the people in our investment groups talk 
Um, and he mentioned something about, you know, uh, the goal is to is to change how people think. A lot of times, you know, people it aren't aren't so successful in this in this uh, field or in that field because the way they think kind of hinders them, right? So it's not always about you know the the information, but it's about how they're perceiving it, like what's going through their head, right? Because you can give two people the same information. And one person might be more successful than the other, right? And so I thought it was inspirational because if you run a business and if you have teams or if you yourself are running through your own issues, you know, learning something, right? If you just understand the fact that maybe it's just a change of thinking that can completely revolutionize what you're doing and take you to the next level. I thought that was very powerful. It inspired me a lot. If you could uh, turn back time and talk to your younger self, what lessons would you teach yourself? Uh, number one, invest in Bitcoin. Uh, number two, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I would have said. Number two, um, uh, work on yourself. Work on yourself. Um, your self-development can change everything. So work on yourself. That probably would have been some of the things. Um I would have told the younger me and that it, that you get better, uh, but you have to get, you have to start, you have to start today, continue to start today. If, uh, if you had a billboard that you could put anything on it, what would it say? and Where would you put the billboard? Mm. Mm. What would it say? Uh... No wrong answers. I had someone tell me they would put a uh, smiley face emoji on theirs, and that's all they would put. Um, I would put, I would put, I told you so, and then I would put my Instagram <laughs> because they would see that. I maybe like a picture too, um, because that just that strikes questions. Yeah. So. You know, and that could probably get them to my music or or to, to other information and stuff that I'm doing, like investing, things like that. Or they just be curious. So I, that's what I would do. Yeah. And I'm going to put I'm going to put your links in uh, this podcast description so people can connect with you. So is there anything that scares you? Spiders? Uh, what 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 are you afraid of? Spiders, snakes. Um, that's pretty much those are pretty much the big ones. Spiders, snakes. Performing in front of a audience in a giant stadium doesn't fear you. No, no, that that um that excites me in a in a in a way. It is fear. It is uh it does make me nervous. Um, but I would I would love the opportunity. I would love the opportunity. I always get nervous for shows. Every show I always get nervous, but it's it's a good kind of nervousness. I mean, fe even fear itself, when you kind of um. Faith and fear are really like the, the same thing. One is just like a negative because fear is, is belief in something that just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Right. And so faith is the same thing, but it's like a positive belief. So um, I'll get really excited. I would just be really nervous, too. <laughs> um, the Navy SEAL that I was talking about earlier, some of the things that they're taught is when they're scared they have to, they tell themselves why they're being afraid that they're excited and they train their mind that that feeling that they're feeling is excitement, not fear. 
and they do things like that. And the mind is so powerful that you can alter your feelings if you do it long enough and consistently enough, you know, absolutely. I just go back to the law of attraction. I'm telling you, like what you think is, is what you create. And then your feelings tell you that. So if you are able to change how you think you change your feelings and now your feelings are telling you something different. So it's, it's literally crazy how that stuff works. Absolutely insane. Yeah. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Uh, I always fight between this because I like there's the invisibility. I would love to be invisible, but also like I would love to be uh able to like teleport. Teleport p- comes up a lot and I, and invisibility comes up a lot cuz the people like the thought of playing pranks and doing things, but you know, I think teleport think about it you could travel anywhere in the world or be let's say you're having a bad day like you said you had a bad day yesterday you could just teleport to tahiti and just sit on the beach and get in a good mood and right go buy some drinks and just suddenly <laughs> yeah. i'm in you know i'm in uh you know the, the dream world if you could stop time to learn or do something what would you use that time for either to get really fit or to be much better at soccer. And uh, fill in the blank question. Um, my next goal I'm striving to complete is? Platinum 1000. <laughs> and then, is there anything I didn't ask you about that you feel that needs to be said? Um, probably some of the, just some of the uh, upcoming things that we've got going on that I just love to, to introduce everybody on. Uh, like you did say, you did mention the show on the 18th, but there are actually a couple more shows that we will do that just hasn't been brought out yet. So there is a couple more shows. If you live in the Fort Worth, Dallas area to be on the watch out for, and my links will be in the description and things like that. Uh, thank you, Scooter, for that. Um, and then also I'm working on an EP that is literally almost finished so you should be expecting that soon um and trying to see if there's anything else uh um if you guys are not investing if you if you're not trading things like that you guys should definitely start getting educated you know reach out to somebody you trust somebody you know uh this is very very powerful stuff there's a transfer of wealth going on right now and, you know, diversifying your income through investments is probably one of the most powerful ways, um, you know, to be, you know, to have uh, uh, money coming through in 2020, 2021 and the future. Uh, digital entrepreneurship is really, really moving forward. Well, Taki, it was a real pleasure having you on the show today. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And I hope to see you live sometime soon, whether it be in Texas or in a giant stadium. Yeah, it was it was great having you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for working with me through all the, you know, hiccups and giggles. Uh, I appreciate you, Scooter. Um, you know, let's hey, if you guys aren't tapping in yet, start tapping in. And Mr. Scooter, he's got he's got the right podcast for you to be listening to. Stay safe and peace.